Welcome to Emerge, and this is our podcast. Emerge is a place where we're all about raising champions fully devoted to Christ. We want to say thank you for joining us today. We hope that this message encourages and uplifts you. Enjoy the message. So today we begin a new series called Become, and um, it's a relationship series. Um, today, and um, <laughs> I was scared for a second, like, who's sneaking up on me? Like, back here. <laughs> I just saw that reflection. <laughs> you gotta be careful these days, you know. <laughs> you know, we titled this Become, and, you know, it's, it's interesting that um, we are in a generation now where, you know, the, the redefinition of marriage and uh, relationship you know, is one of the factors that has led to, you know, a, a high rate of divorce, you know, broken homes, um, just because this institution of God has been redefined in so many ways, so many ways. And one thing that I know is this, God doesn't want you and I to be lonely. It's not in his ad- agenda for us to be lonely. He says it is not good for man to be alone. And which is one of the reasons why he, he instituted marriage. Instead of marriage. You'll be shocked that there, there, there are so many people who are lonely. There are so many people who are actually married, but they are lonely. You know, they are even more lonely than when they were single. In the marriage. In the marriage. In the marriage. And, but that's not God's intention. If you were happy as a single person, you should be happier when married. That's how God intended to be, you know. You should be better. As a married person, you should be better with your spouse, you know. That's God's intention. God does things in levels. You should be better even as a parent compared to you just being a couple with someone. That's God's idea. So now we're going to unpack this, and, you know, I believe that God would give us the understanding of what it takes um, um, to have the best marriage, to have the best, you know, to live this life of abundance that he has prepared for us. Go with me into Mark chapter 10. Mark 10 from verse 8 to 9. Mark 10 from verse 8 to 9. It says that, and the two shall become one flesh. So then, they are no longer two, but one flesh. Therefore, what God has joined together, let no man separate. What God has what? Joined together, let no man separate. But it began with the two. This guy, this girl, coming together. There are certain things in life that shapes us to become who we are. The first thing is our environment. Our what? Environment. You know, a lot of us were born into a certain family. No one here got the chance to choose the family you want to be in. No one here got the chance to choose the, the siblings you have. You didn't get a chance to choose your parents. We found ourselves in this. You didn't get the chance to choose your place of birth. 
you don't get a chance to choose what your first language would be. Right? So we found, we all, you know, find our, found ourselves in this environment we didn't create. So our environment is one of the things that shapes us as a person. Our environment. Not just our environment, the second thing that shapes us is our experiences. Our experiences in life. You've seen different things. You've been through different things. You went through certain experiences because of the environment you found yourself in. You know, some of you grew up with a silver spoon. Some had no spoon. Some of you, you know, grew up in privileged homes. Some didn't grow up that way. And guess what? They didn't ask for that. They didn't, no one would ask to live in an unprivileged environment. I remember when I was growing up, my dad would take my brother and I to school, and, you know, those days we would wear, you know, school uniform, you know. And on our way to school, we would see some other kids going to other schools in their uniform early in the morning, but they are walking things, they are carrying things in trays to sell, first of all, huh? make some money, take it home before going to school. They will mostly get to school late and they will get punished for coming to school late. And that was their life every day. Did those kids ask for that? No, they didn't. They didn't. Some of you grew up in homes where you saw good marriages. Your dad, your mom, lovey-dovey, everything. But some people grew up in homes where their parents weren't like that. Some grew up in homes where they didn't even know their parents or their parents got divorced or they had no good model of marriage. Our environment and our experiences shape us. In different homes, you find out that there are different traditions. And some of these traditions, you tend to even take them on. And you tend to continue them. I remember my, 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 um, my wife and I, when we got married, you know, one of the things that we, you know, we're going to talk about was morning devotion. You know, morning devotion. How do we do devotion? So, in my home, where I grew up, the way we did devotion was different from the way they did devotion in their home. In my home, let me explain it to you. <laughs> my dad would wake up 5.50 a.m. in the morning. Follow me. Devotion is at 6 a.m. in the morning. My dad has a bell. I wish I had. I was going to bring that bell today. <laughs> bell. Not tambourine. Bell. <laughs> and it goes around. He will come. He will wake you up at 5.50. Wake everybody up in the house. If my dad should come back at 6 a.m. and you are still on the bed, he would not spare the rod, so you will not be a sports child. <laughs> you will get it. Now, guess what? This was, that was even okay. If it was just in my home, it was okay. But we had a, we had a four flat. I'm not sure if some of you will know that. It's flat. It's like 
I don't know, like four townhomes joined together, up, up, down, like four apartments, yeah, four apartments. And we had tenants. For you to rent a flat in our house, uh, you have to attend devotion. Ah, uh, you have to, uh, you say, ah. Uh, <laughs> you have to attend, you will attend devotion. So as my dad is ringing the bell, all the tenants, they are finding their way upstairs to the landlord's house for morning devotion, 6 a.m. Morning devotion was a service in my house. Yeah, 6 a.m., it was a service. That was how we did devotion, you know. But the only prayer I always had was God in between 5.50 and 6 a.m. If I can snooze for five minutes, let me know over snooze into 6 a.m. That was one. And two, let it not be that my mother will be the one to end devotion with prayers. Because when my mom prays, everybody sleeps. So I told my wife, that will be having devotion at 6 a.m. And I asked her and said, so how do you do devotion in your own home? She said, well, they believe it's a one-on-one -on -one time with God. So a dad was like, everyone, spend your time, do your devotion, just make sure you do it. Spend your time with God is one-on-one. -on -one. Ah. That was strange to me. Which one do you like, one-on-one -on -one or one-on-one? <laughs> -on -one? <laughs> Even me too, I like the one on one. I say, I think we'll, we'll follow your tradition. <laughs> we'll follow your tradition. People come into relationships based on the environment and the experience that has shaped them. And guess what? Your experiences, your environments, they form the values you have as a person. They form the what? The values you have as a person. Your values are the things that determine, huh? They determine your decisions. The choices you make in life are based on your values as a person. The choices. See, ladies, I, I like you when I hear ladies say, you know what, um, I have standards, you know. This, this guy, this guy has to meet these certain standards. It, it's okay. It's not even okay for you to be high standards. Why will you have low standards? I think low standards are for those that have low self-esteem. You don't need low standards. Have standards, high standards. It's okay. Yeah, it's okay. The only thing I ask for is, can you make sure you live by the standards you demand? That's just the only thing I ask for. You can have standards, but can you make sure you what? You live by the standards you demand. Oh, I want a guy who knows how to respect a woman. <laughs> Do you know how to respect a woman? Hey, man. Oh, I want a guy who, 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 who takes care of himself. Who knows how to take care of himself and all that. Do you take care of yourself? You, you wash your hair, you... You know, you, 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 do you, do you, do you? Can we come into church smelling like plantain because of a jacket? Do you take care of yourself? Ah, don't ask for what you can't give. Ah. Values, values, values. I want a hardworking guy. Hardworking, six, seven figures. And I receive it in Jesus' name. Ah, you are still jobless. You don't want a hardworking guy. <laughs> changing jobs. You change every six months, you're changing jobs. 
kind of values do you have? You know, I was reading Proverbs 31, you know, the, the, the virtuous woman, right? The virtuous woman. You know, someone, when you talk about virtue, is someone who lives by, you know, um, 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 high standards, good morals, the behavior of the person, the behavior of the person. So when you read that scripture, it's really about the kind of values women have. That's what it's about. That's what it's about. What values do you have? Are you a trustworthy, are you, are you a trustworthy person? Trustworthy person. Guys, are you, are you trustworthy? Where are you? It's that simple. Oh, I'm at church. I'm at work. Where are you? They ask you, where are you? Uh, what? Uh, what? What kind of question is that? It's just, where are you? No, simple. Simple. Uh, simple. Can you be trusted? So our values determine our what? Our decisions. We make our choices based on the values we live by. Based on the values we live by. Now, don't forget, these are two different people. They are what? Two different people coming together to be one. Even God, if you read uh, John 3.16, John 3.16, very popular scripture, it says, for God so love the world. Love is a value that he did what he gave. He made a decision based on that value to give. His only begotten son and whoever believes in him should not perish but have everlasting life. That's the result of his decision. Started from what is value. Is value. So, once we understand that our values determine our decisions, then it's important for us to have good values and not bad values. If you walk into a marriage with bad values, that's, that's the end. From the you just ended it from the beginning. <laughs> Don't go into your marriage with bad values. For some of you, you might have to move out of the environments you found yourself in. Genesis 12, verse 1, God told Abraham, get out of the country. Get out of your family. Get out from your father's house to a land that I will show you. A land I will show you. Not a house, not a building. A land I would show you. A new opportunity for you to build on. Build whatever it is that you want to build that will last. A land I will show you. You can't see what it is until you move out of this environment. There's some places that some of you need to stop going to for your values to change. There's some things you need to stop listening to for your values to change. There's some things you need to stop watching for your values to change. You're going into something called marriage, which is oneness of two different people from two, with two different experiences, from two different environments. And the goal is to make sure you build it to last forever. Last forever. If you're gonna build something, what's the first thing that you do when you want to build something? Foundation. 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 You know how important foundation is. 
go with me into let's go into um Psalms 11 verse 3. Psalms 11 verse 3. Psalms 11 verse 3 says, If the foundations are destroyed, what can the righteous do? If the what? The foundations are destroyed, what can the righteous do? Look at this building for example. Can you imagine someone coming to tell us now that, oh, there's an issue with the foundation of this building? What would, God forbid, what would we have to do? Evacuate and then do what? Demolish the house for you to fix the foundation. So that scripture says that if the foundations are destroyed, what can the righteous, the righteous, the one who, whose ways pleases God, the one who does everything, just, you know, lives a life that is holy, that is righteous, even the righteous, what can the righteous do when the foundation is destroyed? And I believe that if there is any place to spend more time before going into marriage, it's the foundations. It's the foundation. Not the Netflix and chill, it's the foundation. You can, you chill, you chill for a long time. You would watch Netflix. I watch Netflix. I don't know what Netflix every weekend. I've been watching. I'm tired of watching this. You would chill. You would watch Netflix. You would everything. You have everything. All the sex in your life you want. You will have it. All the travel. All the adventures. You will. But you have to make sure it's on the right foundations. That's what will determine if it's going to last a lifetime or not. Foundation. 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 First Corinthians chapter 3. Verse 11 says that for no other foundation can anyone lay than that which is laid, which is who? Jesus Christ. That's the foundation we're talking about. Who's the foundation? Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ. That's the only foundation you can build on as a family that would make your marriage last forever. These are two imperfect people coming together. But the, if your foundation is Jesus, that's the only perfect foundation that you can build on. That's why it's important for you to ensure that whoever you're going to be in a relationship with, whoever you're coming into marriage together with, understands that we are building on the foundation of Jesus. Jesus will teach you how to be a good parent. He will teach you how to build your finances. It would teach you how to weather the storm. Things would happen. Don't be deceived. Things will what? Happen. Things will happen in marriage. When we built this place, I was privileged to be, you know, on the, from the planning to, you know, we finished this entire building. I was here almost every day watching them put everything together. So, when you're building, one of the things you come up with is something called schedule of value. The schedule of value will itemize everything that is needed to be done and how much it's going to cost. You know, drywall will cost this, plumbing will cost this, electrical will cost this, all those kind of things. And there's also another item called miscellaneous. You know, there's an amount for that, just in case, you know, anything happens. We started... From the first week we started, 
I got to know another word called change order. Yeah, change order. When we were doing the foundation, we came across a rock somewhere, so, somewhere around where Sovereign Army is. We came across a rock there that we couldn't carry. We had to use dynamite or so just to blast it to be able to bring it out. That was not in the schedule of values. And we signed because they will tell you to sign that whatever we find underneath this place, we don't know. We are not responsible for it. Change order. We finished the miscellaneous. Change orders. Everybody had a change order. Ah, no, for this electrical cell, this wire would not be, we need a thicker wire. Change order. More money, change order. God was faithful to complete this building for us. Guess what? Change orders will come in marriage. Change orders will what? Would come. Would come. Would come. Would come. Oh, in sickness and in health. I know we forbid sickness. No sickness in my home. I praise all the time. I believe it. But it can be a trial that God himself can bring your way. If your husband now has a sickness, a sickness that may cost you your job for you to be there with him for months. Oh, change order. Or a child. Change order. You finish battling that one, then you have to battle finances. Oh, in riches and what? Poverty. What's it? I just say it. In riches for richer for poor. I believe no poverty in this room, never. Poor what? No. Change orders would come. But as long as you're built and you're standing on the foundation, which is Jesus, and you've submitted yourself to his authority, you will overcome every and anything that comes your way. We give up a lot in our generation. We give up too quickly. What? Bye. I'm out of here. Bye. I'm out of here. I'm out of here. I'm out of here. I'm out of here. Stay in there. Stay in there. No matter the change order, you are determined to stay. We would weather this what? Together. 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 When we talk about oneness, when we talk about oneness, oneness is when the two people, irrespective of their different environments, irrespective of their experiences, when they both come together to say we're going to build this on the foundation of Jesus. Of Jesus. Of Jesus. The two flesh shall become you're building something new. I know that's how they did it in your home. And I know that's how we did it in our home. But can we look at this based on what God is saying and build this new thing that would make our homes last forever? That verse continues and says in verse 9, in verse 9 of Mark 10, it says that whatever God joins together, let no man do what? Separate. Let no man separate. Let no man, let no thing that has been invented by man separate it. Meaning it's your own responsibility to ensure 
that you don't allow anything to separate what God has joined together. Not social media. Marriages are broken over social media, you know. Social media is broken. But, you know. Not friends. Don't allow people get in the midst of the two of you. My wife and I will be married nine years in June this year. Nine years. Nine years. You know. Ten years. We're doing ten years next year. You know. I got plans. I got, I got you. I got plans for that. Yeah, yeah, I got plans for that. Ten years. You think it's easy for people to... It's not easy to marry me. To marry me for ten years? You've tried. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I know. <laughs> it has never happened once that I picked up the phone to call her parents or my parents to report her. It has never happened once that she picked up the phone to call my parents to report me or her parents. Never. There's never been such arguments where we called anybody or even a friend to say, guess what my husband, guess what my wife did. Never. It's possible. And it was one of the things we said before we got married. Before we got married. When you go out on dates, what do you talk about? What do you talk about? What do you talk about? I, I really wonder what people talk about. Because if you really begin to talk about the person's values alone, oh, what, what, what do you think? What, what do you think about kids? talk. What do you think about finances? What do you think about investments? Because if one is a spender and one is a saver ah, and you come together mm, how do we do that? You know, we spoke about kids before getting married. She wanted four. I wanted two. That's how we grew up. I only have a brother. We're only two. There, there are four in their family. So she wanted four. I wanted two. Because the idea of four children in the house, like, what? what's going on? Are we opening daddy daycare? What's that? <laughs> the idea of four? What? Then we said, you know what? We'll come to the middle. We'll have three. And we've had the three, and we are done in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. <laughs> Amen. Amen. <laughs> Shall we rise up on our feet this morning? Thank you for joining us and a special thanks to those of you who give to our service. It is because of you we are able to spread the gospel and touch the souls of young adults. If you'd like to give, you can do so on our app, Emerge Champs, or go to our website, www.emergechamps.org. We pray you have a blessed week and see you next time. Bye.